Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! The word of God from Luke 24, today's Holy Gospel. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. This is God's word. Quite a journey for St. Peter. You don't get it all in the text. The women who go to the tomb, you can see this progression that they go through. It says they get to the tomb and they see the stone rolled away and the body of Jesus gone. It says they were perplexed about this. Then behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. It says they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, he's risen. Remember how he told you. And they remembered his words. Perplexed, frightened, remembered. It says, returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. To know Peter's story, you have to go back to Maundy Thursday and Good Friday. Peter's not found in the story of Good Friday because it's really only Jesus there. No disciples hung on a cross next to Jesus. He was there alone. And on the night before, after his arrest, it was Peter who had denied his Lord Jesus, three times. But now, now Peter is perplexed. Not just perplexed, he's amazed, is actually what the text says. He's marveling at what has happened. And that word marveling is a peculiar word because it shows that Peter is kind of caught. It's not the denial and unbelief of Thursday night. It's not the absence of Friday. It's Sunday morning and he's marveling as though he can't explain what is going on, why that tomb is empty. It's astonishing. It's beyond belief. Peter's caught between unbelief and faith. It is a marvel. That Jesus is living. Because experience told Peter, and experience tells you and me graves don't empty themselves. There's a finality to the grave. I think it's one of the reasons why, culturally, we really don't like funerals anymore. And something's shifted among us as a people where more and more of us are uncomfortable with people gathering together to grieve in the face of death. And yet that is the proper response to death, because death, as St. Paul reminds us so poignantly in 1 Corinthians 15, is an enemy. We do well with Peter to marvel that the tomb is empty. 
that Jesus, who had been dead, is no longer dead. What a marvel. What a mystery. But Peter would not stay there and marvel. No, Peter's journey continues. We know enough of Peter's story that he would see his risen Lord Jesus. The wounds in his hands and in his feet and in his side. He would believe that Jesus is indeed his Savior. That he is the victor over the grave. And then of course, Peter would go on from there to do what those women who had been at the tomb did. He'd go forward to tell. To speak of his risen Lord Jesus. What a journey. What a journey that we would ask God to set us on as well. First of all, that we would gather this morning and marvel that Jesus is risen from the dead. Because experience has told us the dead don't live. And yet, Jesus does live. Not just for his own sake, but as Paul calls him in our epistle, the firstfruits. The first of many who will live. The first of the people of God who will live, you and me. Let us marvel this morning that death has lost its sting, the grave has lost its power, and Jesus Christ is risen, risen indeed for you and for me. So that we might live as well. Knowing that Jesus lives, let us then believe and trust That Christ is the Savior of all people. The Savior even from the power of death. And thanks be to God that we have such a Savior. Death has had such a grip on all of us. That much should be mindful, especially in this present day. With threat of war and threat of pandemic and threat of division and threat of hatred. And so many enemies around us. They are really only one enemy. Death. Sin, Satan, all of it is death. And that is who Christ has defeated. That is what caused Peter To marvel. What a happening. What an event. For Peter. And for you and me. That the grave. Is undone. That the dead. Shall live. Again. And that really had been the point all along. Says the women who were at the tomb. When the. Two men in dazzling white, we presume them to be angels when they said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified? And on the third day rise. Jesus had told them. That had been the point all along. It was the point all the way through the words of the Old Testament. And indeed, we hear from Isaiah 65 today. The Lord God says, Behold, I create new heavens 
and a new earth. He is the God who makes things new, who is not content to let death reign and rule in this his creation, but to make it all new. It's been the plan ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin in the garden, ever since they ate poisoned fruit and exchanged perfection with God for their own desires. The point all along has been that death should be undone. Perhaps it shouldn't have caused Peter to marvel. Perhaps he should have known. We find ourselves in that same predicament. We should know. No matter what the enemy might be, no matter what form it might take, no matter what might threaten to steal our hope and joy in this life, death has been undone. Jesus lives. The victory's won. He is risen. Risen indeed. But it is not enough to just marvel at that fact. God grant us his Holy Spirit so that we would place our hope, our trust, and our confidence in the face of every enemy, which is really one enemy, death. That Jesus has overcome. That though he lay in death's strong bands, he has burst forth from his tomb and is there no longer. Let us move from marveling that Jesus is risen from the dead to faith and hope and confidence in our risen Lord. And from there to go forth like the women at the tomb, like Peter himself, like the apostles. Let us go forth and tell. He is not dead. He is not here in this grave. He is risen Just as he said. That was the point, the plan, the promise all along that he would live. And indeed, indeed, he does. He lives triumphant o'er the grave, he lives eternally to save. He lives. That you would live. He lives to give us the hope and promise that death is undone. What a word to go forth with on our lips. So that as we marvel at the resurrection, we would move even beyond that to faith and confession of this good news. Huh, is it a world in need of good news? We are people in need of good news as well. And we have it in the risen Lord Jesus. And you have it to go forth and share. God grant you the faith, the courage, the conviction to go forth this day proclaiming the point of this whole Christian faith for which we gather this day. That Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.
Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.